0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Midwife Life. My name is Jasmine. I am a registered midwife and nurse and also a first-time mum. I haven't made a podcast in a while because I have been very busy with the baby and just not really feeling much motivation, I guess, but I want to get back into it because my maternity leave is coming to an end and I feel like it'll be good to recap on my education just to feel really ready to get back into work. So in saying that, today is going to be just recapping on different models of care that women can choose. Um, I feel like this will be very helpful for if you are just found out you're pregnant and you're wondering which model of care is going to be best for you. Um, Obviously, ask your GP or you can ask the hospital a little bit more information about all of these models of care. I'm just going to literally dip my toe in the water here and give you a brief overview of what each model of care is about and hopefully that will help you pick what is right for you. So today I'm going to explain the different models of care as if you're just a random person that has walked off the street, you have literally zero idea of any of this kind of stuff. Okay. So that is how I am going to be going into this today. Very simple, very basic so that if any person is listening to this, they might go, okay, well, that's what that's about. And that's what this is about. And hopefully you'll be able to work out what is best for you. Take this as a bit of a midwifery, Dr pregnancy care quiz, if you might. Um, And we'll see how we go with that. All right. So I have a list in front of me as you can hear that little paper flapping there, but I had to write it all down because I don't want to forget different models of care. And also if you are listening and I have forgotten something, just message me and I can add it in the next podcast because this is just off the top of my head. I haven't done research for this. This is just jasmine's midwife general knowledge so yeah let's go into first model of care okay so the first model of care i have written down is gp shared care now what that is pretty much is if you have a well-established gp that you see regularly and they um can help in pregnancy and birth like they're qualified for all of that then you can see your gp a little bit more in the pregnancy, as opposed to coming to heaps of midwife appointments. So, the GP and midwife share the antenatal care together, um, and then when you come for the birth, you birth in the hospital or birth centre, whatever. And then postnatal care, you will still see your midwife after the birth and everything, but oh, a midwife. Um, but you'll more be seeing your GP as well to get that regular continuity. Um, honestly, I haven't really seen many people do this model of care. I feel like working I work in the hospital system, but I don't really feel like this one is that popular. I don't really see it that much. But also maybe people don't really know about it. Like I feel like people just have babies and they'll go to the GP initially to find out a hundred percent that they're pregnant by getting a blood test. Um And you you kind of see a GP in those early few weeks um, and then you go into the hospital system and I guess we kind of take over a lot of the time, but there is an option for GP shared care where you see them a bit more regularly and then after the baby regularly as well. So if you have a really great relationship with your GP and they specialize in women and children's health, um, yeah, it might be something that you would be into. So definitely look into that or ask your GP if that is an option, because it might be what's right for you. Number two is probably the most well-known model of care, which is just yeah, general hospital-based care. So this is probably, when you think of having a baby, I feel like most women just do this model um, not really knowing the other models of care. So this is probably most common, which is pretty much like you find out you're pregnant, you pee on the stick and you go, I am pregnant, Woohoo! Um, and then you go to your GP, you get your bloods. They'll write up a referral for you to go to the hospital. So you pick your hospital of choice And then you go to midwife appointments, but normally it's different midwives every time. So you're seeing different midwives throughout your care. When you go into labor and have your baby, you will come to the hospital and have midwives that you don't know. um, And then after you'll have midwives come into your house that you haven't met either. So it's kind of like you get a mixed lolly bag of midwives along the way, um, which is fine. This is just, I guess this is just very normal standard care. The only thing that is, I guess, not beneficial about this, which I'll touch on a bit later, but a lot of, like literally most studies show that caseload midwifery, which I'll talk about later, is the best model of care in the sense that you have that continuity with the same person throughout your whole antenatal, labour and birth and postpartum period period. Um, which makes sense, like having that same person that you trust throughout the whole process generally does make it smoother and, yeah, you're going to get consistent education because they know where you're at and I feel like you can open up to them more because maybe you trust them more, like all that kind of stuff. But in saying that, personally at the moment I work in just hospital-based care and I feel like when women come in, just having general chit chat and asking about the pregnancy and stuff. Like I try my best to kind of make that connection with the women initially. And a lot of the time, like it's still, it's still good. You can still build that deep connection. It really just depends on how you gel with someone. And for me, it's just making the women feel safe and comfortable in the hospital, in that environment, because, you know, you're not in your home. This is a whole foreign place for you. And I think honestly, Even from my own personal experience, like the moment you walk into the hospital, it's kind of like you do feel a bit out of place, like you're not in the comfort of your own home anymore. So it can make you feel like naturally you just become the patient, if that makes sense. But I think women need to remember that when you're pregnant and when you're in labor and birth, like this is your journey and this is your time to really speak up for what you need and what you want. Um... And yeah, just make sure that when you get in the hospital, like don't be afraid to let us know what you need in this labor experience, because every person is individual and different. So like, for example, what I learned, like being a student, especially, um, like when I started, like some women like really like, you know, when you get the oil and you give them a back massage when they're in Having a contraction and all that kind of stuff. Some people like you to talk them through the labor and all of this, like tell them, okay, take a deep breath now, all that kind of stuff. So some people like the talking, the guidance, the touching, all that kind of stuff. And then you have completely opposite end of the spectrum where people, they do not want to be touched. They want to get in their zone. They want to breathe it out and they just want you there to monitor the baby safely. But they don't want you trying to massage them and touch them and talk to them in that time. So I find that you really do have to learn what's best for each person and, yeah, let's get back to the point here. My whole point is that make sure that when you're going in the hospital system, if that's what you choose, know in your mind what you want and voice that because – or get tell your husband or your partner, like, Know what my wife wants and voice that in the bathroom, okay. Um, well, that was a bit of a ramble scramble, but yeah, that is hospital based care. Pretty much, you get a lolly bag of midwives throughout, so each appointment, each interaction, different midwives. Maybe on a lucky day, you might see a midwife you had before, but no guarantees. And I would say that it can be a little bit fragmented care in the sense that. Each midwife is having a different interaction and yeah, things things don't generally get missed because we document everything along the way, but yeah, you might not feel that continuity with the same person, I guess. Um, yeah, don't know if that explained that very well, but that is hospital-based care in a nutshell and being a part of it, I'm trying my best to give you my all, but yeah I feel like this is the most common care because it's easily funded and you know it's a big commitment to do caseload midwifery where you know you're on the phone 24 hour for someone a lot of people like myself like I'm a mum now like I can't commit to that at the moment in my life so yeah a lot of people work in hospital-based care and we'll just give you the best that we got girls we'll give you the best but yeah all right Let's move on. All right. So next is caseload midwifery. Woohoo. Okay. So this is pretty much like number one star of the show. Um, So caseload midwifery is, I feel like I just explained it, but we'll just honestly do a quick touch on this, is um, where you have the same midwife Um, Throughout your antenatal, your birth, and your postnatal period. So, having that continuity with the same person, um, studies have shown that that is beneficial in your outcomes. So, you're a higher, higher, um, what's it, higher chance of having a vaginal birth and having like less risk of postnatal depression and yeah, all that kind of good stuff. So, that's why caseload midwifery is definitely. Recommended if you can access it. Um, How do you access it? You're probably wondering. So, once you go to your GP and you find out that you are pregnant, hooray, then you get a referral to go to the hospital. So, once you pick the local hospital of your choice, just voice that you really want a caseload midwifery program. And generally, they'll take your details down and they will give it to the caseload girls. And if you if they have a space for you they normally call you up and let you know and you will go into that program now generally hospitals don't have heaps and heaps of caseloid midwives so therefore not everyone will have access to this model of care um so i'll discuss in the next section like what to do if you really really wanted this and you didn't get it i guess but yeah A lot of people will get this, but a lot of people will miss out as well. And I think it's just, it's kind of luck because each midwife can only take on so many women per month. And yeah, it's one of those things. If you get it, you get it. But if you don't, unfortunately, that's how it is. And these are some things that you can do to maybe help have that continuity feeling um, throughout your care. So yeah, if you don't get caseload midwifery, then some things you can do is maybe ask if student midwives are at your local hospital and you can have them help with your antenatal care. They can attend your birth and they'll help you postpartum as well. So this will involve um, them seeing you after you have your baby a few times. And also they'll call you at six weeks to um, do a little checkup on how you're going and all that kind of stuff. So student midwives take this very, very seriously because this is part of their training and it's very important that they give their all. So I really feel like if you want someone that is going to like vouch for you, they're very consistent, um, they're going to try their very, very hardest, then I think having a student midwife is a really awesome choice if you unfortunately don't get caseload midwifery. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but also they are on call for your birth, so Most of the time they will be there if they can. Um, Yeah, and it's great. So you get that continuity that you would get with a caseload midwife, but it is a student midwife. And they are still learning, but they are under the guidance of registered midwives. So if they have any questions like how can they help you in labour, they'll go out and ask their midwife and come in and give it their all. So, yeah, you could definitely have a student midwife to help have that continuity of care. And not to mention this would be free in a public hospital system. So having a student midwife is free. Yeah, anyway, ask around because I think that's a really good option. Another option you can do is having a doula. So this would be a something that is outside of the hospital system to access. So personally, I haven't hired a doula or anything, but... I assume that you just go online and have a look who is in your area and you can hire a doula to support you throughout your whole pregnancy, birth and postpartum um, experience. So you can hire someone to help you. Um, If you know people too, you can always ask midwives if they know any contacts to good doulas in the area um, because, you know, us midwives are all chitty chatty and we've all got connections. So you can definitely just ask and We can help guide you in the right direction, Um, but yeah, doula's are really great in helping you like throughout that labor experience as well. So they'll know different techniques on how to calm you and massages and like making you feel safe and comfortable. And it's really good because normally you can have that discussion with the doula's of what your birth wishes are, so they'll take that into an account and in your labor they can advocate for you and make sure you are receiving the care that you really want um yeah so i would say they're my two um best options of if you unfortunately don't get caseload midwifery you can have a student midwife like i said or you could have a doula um these are really really great options if you unfortunately miss out key. Okay. So my next model of care, so I've gone through the GP shared, hospital-based, caseload. Um, so the next one I'm going to go through is midwifery group practice. Um, so this is a form of caseload as well. Uh, but instead of having, say, one or two midwives that share the care, it is a group of people. So, you know, you might have four or five people on a team and, they will share the care of all their women. So you will still have that continuity of having the same midwives that look after you, but you just can't guarantee which midwife is going to be at your birth or your postnatal visits and things like that. So there might be four midwives, like I said, and they're sharing that care, Um, but they're all on the same team and the same page for you. So you'll still get that lovely continuity. Um, And yeah, I guess hopefully a really good experience with that. Okay, I feel like I'm rushing through here, but there are a lot more to get through. So another midwife-based care that is really good for women is called MAPS. So that's Maternity, Antenatal, and Postpartum Services. So pretty much what that is, is you'll have the same midwife Looking after you in clinic. Um, They unfortunately will not attend your birth because they are not on call. Um, But after you have your baby, you will come back and you'll see them in the clinic for your postpartum care. Um, So, yeah, I guess that is good in the sense that you're going to get the continuity of seeing the same midwife every time you go to clinic, which I think is beneficial in the sense that they know who you are and they know. Your knowledge base, and every time they see you, they're going to give you consistent education, um, making sure they don't miss everything because they know what they have told you already, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, I think that this is a good option. Also, if you don't get caseload, uh, because you'll still get that consistent education throughout your antenatal care, and hopefully having that same midwife, nothing is going to get missed um, in the build up to your birth. And then postpartum, it's kind of exciting because you get to go back and see the person that looked after you throughout your pregnancy. It'll be a great time for you to maybe debrief on your birth. Um, And yeah, because you have that continuity, you're going to be more vulnerable and able to let them know how you're feeling. And I think that's ultimately going to give you better care in the long run. So yeah, I think this is a great option as well if you don't get caseload. You can do maps and have that lovely continuity with the same midwife before and after having your baby. All right. So another thing you can do is have a private midwife and do a home birth. So this is definitely something that I feel is getting more popular Um, when I talk to midwife friends. I feel like we all do different things because choosing how you're going to birth your baby, once again, I feel like is such a personal decision and you just have to do what feels right for you. Um, So look, I I personally haven't had a home birth and I haven't attended a home birth. I really do want to experience that. It's something on my midwife bucket list for sure. Um, But yeah, I haven't had the chance to delve into that world yet, so honestly, I have limited information on this, but I will tell you what I know, which is if you want a private midwife, um, I know you can look that up online and, you know, contact a midwife and they will do the care for you. Um, otherwise if you have connections through someone, you can find a midwife's number and give them a call kind of thing. Um, they do all, um, all the care for you. And most of the time, private midwives sometimes can be linked with a hospital. So say if you need to come into the hospital, um, if things get complicated or whatever, they have that connection with the hospital um, and they can come straight in. So I feel like a lot of people feel safe and comfortable in their home to have their baby, which is totally awesome. And home birth midwives, I know, bring all the safety equipment when they come to the births. So it's still like having a baby in the hospital in the sense that we're monitoring you the same. um, And we have like, there's lots of um, precautions and things like that. Um, So I know that they can bring the gas with them. um, If you need that, they bring the birth pool. um, They bring oxygen masks. So like if baby comes out and needs a bit of oxygen. They've got all that there. Um, So yeah, pretty much like all the equipment is with them and, The only time that you'd come into the hospital if things were getting really serious, um, which I'm sure like they'd let you kind of let you know that, okay, maybe we're not going down this path now. We should go to the hospital to be safe. Um, But yeah, I've heard lots of stories of successful home births that are amazing. So if this is something that you want to get into, I think definitely look into it because some people they feel safest at their home, which I can kind of understand that. So yeah, each to their own. I feel that this model of care is something that is being talked about more now and is definitely getting more popular. So it'll be very interesting to see in the future if like home birth gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I know that not all hospitals provide this service, but um, it is in some places home birth is linked to public health. So you might even be able to get this service, you know, for free if you link up with the right hospital. And, yeah, it just really depends on where you live. And definitely ask ask your GP when you initially go in or go in to find out you're pregnant or make sure you're looking up online these kind of services in your area. Um, it's always good to just inquire about these things if you're interested, find out more information and at the end of the day, just do what feels right for you. But yeah, it's definitely something that is, I think, getting more popular and something that I'll be interested to see in the future if this is like on the incline, I guess. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So I feel like I've pretty much touched on all the midwife models of care that I can think of. Um, But of course, we can't leave out the obstetricians. So there is an option to have a private doctor as well, Um, which for some people, this is the best option in the sense that if you have a really high risk pregnancy and you need close monitoring, then maybe having a private obstetrician is the best model of care for you. One thing that is good about having a private doctor is you still get that continuity Of seeing the same doctor every single time you go to appointments. Um, At the birth you will have your doctor with you and postnatally they'll follow up as well. So in a way you're still getting continuity of care which is awesome and doctors tend to do some extra extra monitoring in appointments so they do bedside ultrasounds to check the fluid around the baby um, in most appointments leading up to the birth. So that's things that in midwife care we don't normally do as general care. So there is a little, few little extras in there. And yeah, I guess you still get that lovely continuity with your doctor. So this is something that can often make people feel safe as well. So it really depends on the individual, like I said. So yeah, that is all the models of care that I'm going to delve into today. I hope you found this informative if you are having a baby or thinking about having a baby and not sure what to pick. At the end of the day, every model of care here is safe and going to help look after your baby. So I think best to do more in-depth research and pick what feels right for you. Speaking of babies, my baby's just woken up. Give me a minute. So if you've just found out you're pregnant and you're trying to choose, um, good luck and just do what feels right for you. But like I said, um, research does show that caseload midwifery, having that continuity, does give you better outcomes. So if you can have that option, that would be most people's number one choice. But if that does not work because hospitals cannot provide that... then like I said, you can have a student midwife or a doula or even a private obstetrician if you want to have that continuity with seeing the same person all the time. Yeah, but you will do what's right for you and all the best with your birth experience and definitely the postnatal experience. I think a lot of people fixate on the birth, but after having the baby, it is a lot to learn and that's when I think All your hormones are changing and you're very emotional. And I think that's honestly when you need people the most. So Mm. I might actually do a podcast Mm. on postnatal and how to, I don't know, look after yourself, I guess. I reckon that would be a very important one, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. mm, Yeah. Really important one. Mm. So yeah, hope you're having a good day wherever you are in the world. And thank you so much for listening.